Amen. Awesome, guys. 2022. You, yeah. You made it. How many of you guys actually got another con over the December period? Another con? Omri con? Omri, what's it? Omri con? I call it another con. How many, how many of you guys actually got conned by another con? I mean, I did get it. I, I did get it. Anyone else get it? Has anyone had it? Just put up your hands if you've had it, if you've been through it. Guys, do you know what you are? You are a war veteran. You have overcome a bioweapon. You are literally war veterans. So if you've had it and you've beat it, you should be, you should be filling in your name there by the Mkontom Siswe War Veterans Fund. They should be giving you guys some money for this. Amen? <laughs> but isn't it cool that that big fat lie that had everybody frozen for two years, man, all it needed was a little bit of uh, immune system uh, practice. Amen? That's all. I remember the days when I had measles and my mom used to drop me off at my cousin's house because they had measles. I mean, I never had measles. They had measles. Then they used to have measles parties. Do you know that? I swear. That my mom used to phone, my aunt would say, no, the kids have got mumps or they've got measles. Then my mom, measles. And my mom would take us and drop us off there. Then we'd all get measles. <laughs> we'd all get measles. And, and then what would happen is, we would have herd immunity and everybody had it and it would be over and done with. Are you with me? What happened to those faithful things that we used to practice those days? Right? But for two years, everybody was locked down. Locked down. Wow. But that is over and God is good and he is true to his word. Amen? God is so good. Guys, I just came back from Cape Town. What a beautiful work of art. I think God spent more time in Cape Town than he did in Boxburg. I've got to be honest. Because I'm telling you, it's like when you get in your car, it's like I can't wait for Trish to tell me to go to the shop and buy some milk or something. Because you just get in your car and you feel like you're driving in a portrait. There's mountains in front of you, mountains behind you, vineyards on the side. There is uh, this beautiful brand new clean city, clean city. <laughs> and there's this ocean. Oh, man, it's so beautiful, the white sea sand. I was just like, I was in awe. I was like, Lord, why Boxburg? <laughs> when I go to the shop in Boxburg, it looks like you just coughed up some dust on it, and we call it a mine, a mine dump. You know, it's like God went, <coughs> <laughs> and that's what we got left with. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing. What he didn't give us here in Boxburg, he made up with the people and their friendliness and their warm hearts. Amen? Man, I must tell you, that place is so beautiful. It's so mesmerizing. But the people, they have forgotten they have arrived in Cape Town. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like they need to send their face an email, you know, and just let them know they are in the most beautiful city. Do you know that it's one most beautiful city? I think it's five or seven times in the world. It is gorgeous, guys. It is gorgeous. But like I say, crazy. The people are crazy. They're just not happy. I was thinking to myself, Lord, how can you live in this place and not be happy? There must be something wrong. And then I realized, you know, it doesn't, well, I never realized. I knew it, but nothing on the external can make us happy, guys. Amen? Only God can make us happy. 
It reminds me of that, that story where they had a, a, an, art, an art competition and they asked everybody to depict in their artwork, freestyle, they had a half an hour, go for it, give us your best portrait of what peace looks like in a picture, in a captured moment. And everybody drew all these different things and, you know, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Flat sea, flat sea uh, uh, water and calm and calming rivers with birds in the trees. And they, everybody depicted peace like that. But the person who won it actually depicted a young lady standing dancing in a dancing position with a smile on her face in the midst of a tornado dark storm taking place. Now, you couldn't depict uh, a peace any better than that, amen? Because it doesn't matter where we are. When we're with Jesus, we are at peace, amen? And when we're at peace, guess what? We can smile. Turn to person next to you and show them your big pearly whites. I think all the Joburgers moved down to Cape Town, and then they forgot to tell themselves they were there. Because the locals tell me there that, you, nobody moves until like 11 o'clock in the morning. It's true, eh? Nobody budges. But when you get on the highway, guys, I've never seen so many bats flying out of hell in one place in my life before. It was like doing the GP just to go, to, to go buy bread and milk at the shop. I've never seen such bad drivers. It's crazy. They don't know keep left, pass, right, eh? Nobody uses the indicator. I actually asked the local. He said, you don't use indicators here. I said, What? He's like, you just don't do it. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But he's like, I can't tell you why. We just don't use indicators. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, man, it is a beautiful place. If you haven't been there, go and have a look at one of God's masterpieces. It's beautiful. Awesome. Are you guys ready? Ready for the word. 2022. This morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop one or two scriptures, and we're going to have a look at them from a different point of view, because I want to save you this morning from yourself. Amen? I don't know how many of you guys have seen, but it's the new year, and the swing is in, and everybody is doing their list, man. That list is down. People are just going. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that this year. Uh, I mean, some people were like, you know, we're going to spend a little bit more time with our family. Good ones, you know, like, you know, not going to chase money. We're going to spend more time with family. But before they know it, they've already, back in the swing of things, and they've joined three Forex trading guys for the year in their new courses. You have to throw in one crypto guy, you know, just so that everything balances out. And these guys are going to take you on a course. They've already signed a new contract at Virgin Health. You know, everything's on course for a great year. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Why is it that we think just because the calendar year changed, something's changed in our heart? Huh? Crazy stuff, eh? But we get caught like this every single year. Turn to the person next to you and say, this year I ain't going to do it. I'm telling you. There's people, before they even arrived at home and unpacked their bags from the holiday, they're already phoning, run, walk for life. Five Ks a day, I'm going to do it. I have to do something because I looked at myself on the camera the other day. Whew. I was like, Lord, is that a donut or is that a belly button? It was bad. <laughs> it's the first time I've actually went into prayer out of depression. 
<laughs> it was crazy. But uh, yeah, th so they are good. They are good, uh, um, what do you call them, uh, resolutions. But I want to get into the details of how we're supposed to do them this year. Amen? Are you guys cool with that? I mean, even in church, all the churches are coming back. I found some friends yesterday. They go to some, one of, some of these big, big Pentecostal charismatic churches, and it's the age-old favorite Kickstarter for the year. Anybody know what it is? The 21-day Daniel fast. This fast is going to change everything in your life, guys. You're going to lose weight. You're going to correct all your, uh, your sugar problems, okay? And spiritually, it's going to renew your heart. You're never, ever going to do the same things you did last year just because you stayed away from meat. <laughs> Are you with me? This is the superstition and nonsense as a church that we're buying into the beginning of the year. It's crazy. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not how I start the year. It's always how I finish things. Amen? It's not about how I start. Man, if you get onto this kick, guys, I promise you by March, you're going to be staring out the window of your living room contemplating your existence. Am I actually worth anything? I never fulfilled the, the, the Daniel fast because most of them only make week two. I never fulfilled the gym contract. It's already February. I haven't gone for a week. Are you with me? And we set ourselves up, we set ourselves up for, for uh, um, sadness and, and condemnation and, and guilt. And are you with me? Introspection that is negative. But if we do this thing right, we're going to do it with Jesus, I promise you now. Your list is going to be meaningful. Your list is going to be full of life. And you're going to finish the year better than you started. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. So who is fasting, by the way, to start off the year? Remember, we're not kicking that. We're just kicking. I'm, I'm actually, I've, I've been fasting sugar for a week, as you can see. Yeah, you can see. <laughs> so... This is the problem with this whole thing, guys. The problem with it is, do you know that good works can be, are the same as, as bad works? The only thing that turns a, a good work into a dead work is the reason why we're doing the work. Amen? Whether it's prayer, whether it's giving money, those can be good works or they can be dead works. Everything is about what's happening inside you, in the heart. So I don't want you guys to get caught out. My mom used to get caught out every year. Man, if you walked into her bedroom, it was very mock. There was every uh, uh, exercise piece of equipment that you could think of, from an air roller to a treadmill to something that you're hanging on the door frame. And she never used any of them once. And she bought them always in January. Are you with me? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> so, turn to the person next to you and say, this year, I ain't running out to do more, to be more. Amen? Turn to him and say, I ain't running out and I ain't going to do less to be more other. See, the problem is, the premise that we've got to start the year from is... I am enough. 
I am enough not because of how I look or how clever I am or how much money I have or all the plans that I have for the year. I am enough because the one who is worthy died for me to be enough. Amen? Are you with me, family? Say it again. It's not about doing more to be more. And it's not about doing less to be more. This is the law that drives the entire uh, church culture. It's the law that drives the entire marketplace. You see, if at any time anyone who's selling something to you can make you believe that if you need this thing, or if you, you need this thing to be added to you so that you could feel of, of more worth, of more value, whether they're selling a car to you, whether they're selling uh, a, a course so that you can get more knowledge, more education, it doesn't matter. A Bible course so that you can get closer to God. Every one of those things, if they are making you feel, I need to do that so that I can be closer, I need to be more beautiful, I need to look better, or I need to feel better, you are falling into the trap of flesh trying to fix flesh. Amen? Flesh trying to fix flesh. It cannot fix itself. There's nothing that you can add to you. It's going to make you of more value. You are of the highest value. You need to see this. You need to believe it. Amen? And when you do, I promise you, you'll start this year off from the right place. And everything that you put your hand to will be uh, something that brings life, that, that actually helps you experience life, should I say. Are you with me? Not trying to find life in things, but experience life in things and people because you're experiencing it from a place of worth, self-worth. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, man, do you know how much value you are, you carry? This is the core belief, guys. So let's break it down. Do you want to know how much value you actually carry? Okay, so if I take a 50 rand note and I walk into the shop, I'm going to buy something for 50 bucks, right? Amen? I want to exchange something that's worth 50 rand. Don't take my 50 rand and give me something that's worth 20 rand. Okay? Does that make sense? So I want to get the value of my 50 bucks. So check this out. If... Christ looked at you and said, I need to make an exchange here to show them their value. He said, I know how to do it. This is how valuable you are. He said, only my son, the darling of heaven, Christ himself, the creator of the universe, was taken and given as an exchange for you. How much value do you carry, family? But the key is, you have to believe it in your heart. No one can make you believe that value. No one can make you carry it. You have to open up your heart and receive. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, it's just as easy as that. It's about surrendering and receiving. Amen. Say this, I am of the highest value.
Man, you know, did you know that, do you know what sin actually means? I love Tasso's version of sin because the word sin actually means hamashia uh, in the Greek. And what that actually means, it means missing the mark. So missing the mark, okay, you could break it down to this. Anything that makes you believe, anything that makes you feel, or anything that you do that makes you feel of less value or worth is sin. Are you with me? Are you guys catching where I'm going? Come on, think about this. Anything that you do, believe, or, or makes you feel less than who you are in Christ is Hamashiach. You're missing the mark. Is this not what happened in the Garden of Eden? One chapter, God says, let us make man in our likeness and image. Chapter three, some little, whatever you want to call him, comes along and he, what does he do to Adam and Eve? He makes them doubt their worth. He makes them doubt the, the value of the image that they carry. And he says, did God really say? No, but if you eat of this tree, you'll become like God. But two chapters before that, he said, they are like God. Amen? So what is that? That is the deception. That is the core deception, the, the virus that came into man's heart that has affected everything that man sees, perceives, does, feels, connects himself to. And what is that? That is, if you eat of this tree, you'll become like God. If you do something to become something that you really are, Do something to become something that you already are. Do you realize you're never going to arrive? Do you realize you are going to be on a treadmill of seeking self-value in everything that you do? You are going to burn yourself out. You are going to break yourself down. Because you're never going to get that value from any external thing. Amen? Amen. This is the gospel, guys. The true gospel is that you have died and have now been risen in Christ. As Christ is, so are we in this world. But that's what we need to be putting our minds to. That's what we should be opening up our hearts to. Not a, a New Year's resolution that's going to make us feel better, look better. Are you with me? You see the deception? If you run out with a list this year, and you think you're going to do all those things and you're going to add them to you so that you can have more value. You have fallen for the age-old lie that they did in the garden. I know it sounds simple, but that's how simple the gospel is. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, I'm kicking this virus out today. I ain't starting the year on this, on this boat. Amen? God is so good, guys. It just gets repackaged. It just gets repackaged. All of these things that are sold to us out there are just repackaged in another way so that we can fall for it, try and attempt to, to create that worth out of it. And then what happens is we leave ourselves disappointed. Amen? But if, God, if we just, you know, if we actually sat back and we said, Holy Spirit, 
help me put together the list. Tell me what, what really needs to change in my heart. Tell me where I'm missing the mark in how I believe in myself and your finished work. In how I see my image in your finished image, your finished work. Imagine you started your list from that premise. Hello? In seconds, your life's gonna change. Without any effort. Without doing the run, walk for life. Without doing the courses, without do, value is gonna change immediately inside you. If we just took the time to allow the one that we call the director of our lives to help us put the list together, we're gonna immediately sense life. So easy, Holy Spirit. Okay, what is the thing that is causing me to work with my money the way I've always worked with my money, leaving me with no money? Amen? Oh, there's a heart issue, and the Holy Spirit, you give him time, he's gonna go into your heart and show you why you don't save, because you came from a dad who never saved. And uh, your parents used to gamble, and I'm giving my mom and dad secrets away. <laughs> For real, I didn't know how to work with money because as soon as my parents' money came in, it was gone. Because it all went to the craziest stuff, gambling, jolling, you name it. And we never ever had money. Are you with me? And there was a lot to go around, they just, it was never there because they didn't know how to work with it. Why? Because there was an issue in the heart. I don't care what your New Year's list is gonna, gonna have on it. If you can't deal with that thing in your heart about how you work with money, your life ain't gonna change in 2022. Amen? So the way we should be setting our list up is we should be going, okay, Lord, what needs to change? And then take some time. Just don't run out as soon as you find out what needs to change. See, because human beings, we are, we're, so, we're so ready to spend all of our own knowledge and energy and wisdom. Okay, God said change this. Then we run out and we're gonna try and change it. And our marriage is gonna be better because we're gonna read the five languages of love. Love languages. Are you with me? Just why don't you spend a little bit more time and wait and then ask him, okay, okay, Lord, I, I see, I understand. Yes, that's why I keep getting stuck in that cycle. That's why I can't get out of this thing. Okay, Lord, tell me why I need to change it. Allow God to actually explain to you why. Because in the why, he's gonna start to deposit worth. Amen? Because he doesn't want you to run out there knowing what it is without the solution. And the solution is, you're worth how much value you carry. Amen? Can we just do that this year? Can we just take some time and allow God to be God of our lives? It doesn't matter how excited you are about going back to gym. I don't, I don't care how excited you are about anything. Will you please just stop and ask God to help you? I mean, why is it so difficult for us? Is it because maybe that if we do it, we actually feel more worthy? Hmm? Is it because if we fulfill five out of the 10 on the, on this, on, on the list, 
We can come before God feeling more qualified. Are you with me? That's called self-righteousness. And that stuff stinks to high, well, not high heaven. Heaven, yeah, you can't smell it in heaven. There's no self-righteousness. Are you with me? We've got to be so careful. This is the first sin ever. It was the sin of self-righteousness. And if we're not careful, we will fall for it for however long to come because it has been running and ruling people's lives for generations. Amen? We don't come to God feeling qualified because we're performing so well on our list. That is a part of the deception. That is a part of the deception in the heart feeling and and garnering strength from performance. No. Performance is fine if it's done for the right reason. But whenever we come to God, we always got to come there going, I'm qualified because of Jesus. Because of what he did for me. I can stand you in utmost peace today, Father. I can stand before you and speak to you about the deepest things in my heart today, Lord, because it's got nothing to do whether I've performed well or I haven't performed, but it's because of how Jesus has performed on my behalf. Amen? Are you with me, guys? This is the essence of life. This is the key to life. We want that life. Amen? We don't want to be caught up in there falling for every sales pitch. We want to be solid. Amen. Are you guys with me? Awesome. Okay, I want to just jump to some scriptures here quickly that we can see. Let's go to, because I want to play a song as well that uh, I just had in my heart this morning. Let me just jump to the scripture quick. 1 Colossians 26, 27. Ah, oh, 1 Colossians, Colossians 1, 26, 27. Okay, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everything that I just said is wrapped up in two lines. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. The Gentiles are the unbelievers. Okay? So God wanted to make known the riches of the glory of the mystery. What is the mystery? The mystery is, which is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen? That's the riches of the mystery of life. It's already in us. We don't have to go running after it, searching for it, working for it, trying to make ourselves feel worthy. Amen? Let me tell you something. Do you know that in the Greek you can change um, Christ in you, the hope. You know what you can change the word glory for? Worth. Let's say it like that. Christ in me, the hope of worth. 
Ho, ho, ho. Christ in me, the hope of worth. What is it saying? What are we saying here? Christ in me, the hope of worth. So Christ in me is constantly casting a vision in my heart. Christ in me is constantly casting a vision for me in my heart that I can move toward. Are you with me? He is constantly casting a vision that I should be moving toward that I can experience my original state of worth. My original state of glory. Are you with me, folks? Come on, I want you to put this deep down in your heart. I don't want you ever to walk out these doors again and get caught up in anything out there that's going to make you feel like you need it. You need nothing. You are enough because you have the creator of the universe residing inside of you. Amen? Casting a vision in my heart for me to move towards every day. It's a redemptive revelation. You know that scripture that says, uh, um, a man without revelation dies. A man who casts off restraint dies. A man with no vision dies. How does he die? You know, the word death or, uh, or dying in the Bible is a continuum. It can mean from having no energy, that's, that's experiencing death, all the way to going into eternal hell. That's what, that's what it actually means. It's a continuum. It can be lack of energy, can be depression. It can mean experiencing ex, uh, um, uh, eternal damnation. That's what, that's what a continuum means. Are you with me? So a man without vision, a man without redemptive revelation, he dies. He dies in a sense of he forgets who he is. He, he, he steps down from worth. He steps down from his own worth that he should have and should be operating in through Christ. And he goes and he tries to do things in his own strength to find it. A man without vision dies. So to truly bring glory, we were singing that this morning, to truly bring glory to God. Do you want to know how to bring glory to God? Because bringing glory to God is not your performance. Bringing glory to God is not you getting nine out of the ten on that list this year. It's got nothing to do with it. But bringing glory to God the right way is to allow Him to crown you with His glory. You see, go back to that scripture, please, uh, Linda. When you allow God, he, he wants to bring about a mystery from within you so the Gentiles can see something. Are you with me? The Gentiles need to see the mystery of the riches that are in you because of who is in you, because of who you are in. Hello? If you really want to bring glory to God, you've got to allow God to first crown you with glory and honor and dignity. And when you have that, when you're walking in that, when you are enough, when you wake up in the morning every day and you get out of your bed and you are enough, 
the Gentiles, they look at us and they go, what is it? What is it that they have? Why am I not experiencing this? Are you with me? That's how you bring glory to God. You allow him first to serve you. Oh, God served me. He washed the disciples' feet, didn't he? What was he trying to show them? Be like me. Are you with me? Hello? Do you want to bring glory to God this year? Take your list and throw it away. And allow God to come and love on you and crown you so that you can stand amongst the Gentiles and you can draw them in, into belief of the Father. Draw them into belief of what salvation is all about. Amen? That's what this walk with God is all about, family. Don't fall for all this stuff. If you fast 21 days, God's gonna give you a new car. Frotman. Yo. Darwin was showing me a prophet on TV the other day. If I could leave my body, jump in the TV screen, strangle him in the name of Jesus. No, I'm joking. But, man, it's crazy. One guy has got this thing, he's got a list now of, of, of if you want to be with him because he's the prophet, okay? And this prophet, uh, if you pay 300 bucks, you can be a part of the circle every month. If you pay 500, you go to the diamond or whatever. If you pay 1,000, you belong to another whatever. Listen, I'm not even close to finished yet. It goes up to 10 grand, guys. If you pay 10 grand a month, you get to sit at the, uh, they call it the round table meeting with the prophet. Listen, we laugh. I mean, that is so ungodly, we don't even have scriptures to, t- <laughs> to prove how ungodly it is. Paul the apostle wouldn't even have lowered himself enough to explain how ugly that is. Are you with me? It is so ungodly, but guess what? 250,000 people follow him. Yeah, in South Africa. Every time this guy goes up there, it's 100,000. 80,000, all love. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on with the body of Christ? Because the very same lie that Satan spilled in the garden has now come down and it's in the church. You gotta do something to become something that you already are. That's religion in its highest and it stinks. Amen? It stinks. I can't believe some of the stuff that I see going on out there. It's crazy. Let's go to Galatians 3.13 quickly. We're almost there. Are you guys learning something this morning? Come on, man. Come on, you are worthy. Amen. Galatians 3.13, thank you. It is, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, Next scripture, I should have said 14. Basically says that he became the curse so that we could be blessed. Amen? That's the exchange here, guys. It's not your performance on your list and then God blesses you. It's his performance on the tree. Amen? 
Come on, get this into your heart. Let's go to, let's go to 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. Look at this exchange. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty may become rich. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm so rich. I'm rich in everything, not just money. Because if you're only rich in money, you're actually poor. Amen? You're poor, man. Don't come here flashing your fancy car and your, you can't even keep a relationship. Your kids don't even want to know who you are. They just want to know what your bank account number is. You want to come and act like you're the manure. You're nothing. You're nothing without love. Amen? What does the scripture say? It says, if, it says that you can even give your body to be burnt if you don't have the love of God in you. And that means if you're not living and experiencing his love for you, if you're not experiencing that, you know what it says? You can give your, your body to be burnt. You're just a clanging symbol. You'll, actually, you're just a snack, crackle, pop in the fire. That's all you will be. <laughs> Are you with me? Hello? Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Come on, give him a big shout of praise. Come on. Can we just take time and put the scriptures in our heart? Instead of taking the time to, to conjure up some energy and effort and self-motivation to lay out this new list and fulfill it. Why don't you just stop and start from the right place this morning? Why don't you make 2022 the best year of your life? I mean in a second if he touches you in your heart. Do you want vigor? Do you want vision? Do you want passion? Do you want to run like you're floating through 2022? Do you want that? Man, get into his presence. Let him touch you on the inside. Because the Bible says grace is the touch of God on the inside of man's heart seen on the outside of his life. That's what grace is. You know why it's, do you know why, do you know what's why it's so beautiful? Because it actually means his his touch gives you the ability. Grace is God's ability to live an excess life that was died for you to have. Amen? And then all the other things that you want to add to it, you're going to add to it from the right heart. And you're going to enjoy them. You'll actually go to gym and you'll actually finish all three of the sets. Because you're not trying to find life in it. You're bringing life with you. Amen? Man, God is so good. You're not going to find it in the diet. You're not going to find life in your coffee. You're not going to find life in your Red Bull. You're not going to find life in your wife. You're not going to find life in your husband. You're not going to find life in your kids' uh, uh, straight A grades at school. None of it's going to give you the life that you're looking for, I promise you. But the touch of your creator. Amen? That's where you're going to get it. Come on, give him a big shout of praise.
I'm going to close with this, and then we're going to play the song. But we're going to actually close off the the uh, feed because they will they will shut down the whole uh, message on Facebook because of the song rights, the royalty rights. So just remember this: turn to the person next to you and say, "Pastors want to change you. The world is telling you that you need change. Religion." It's telling you you've got to work for it. But you know what God wants to do? God wants to make you whole. When you come in here on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, it's not about changing you. Not one time is the word change used in the New Testament. Do you know what the word that is used there is? It's called transformation. The word change, if you go look it up, it denotes something that you must manage. If you go look up the word transformation, it says this. It says something that you're connected to, an environment that causes the transformation. Let's go to that last scripture. Now check this out. Yes, it's, in the, it's in the scripture. But you've got to believe it. Amen? Corinthians 3.1, thanks. So yeah, the Bible speaks of Transformation. But all with unveiled face, those are an unveiled face of the people who are no longer looking at themselves through the performance and the demand of the Ten Commandments. Hello? Now when you approach God, you're not approaching God through the veil of performance, measuring yourself up according to the law. Are you with me? So those who with unveiled face, that's us, believers in the promise of, of the Holy Spirit who is inside of us, okay? It says, those with unveiled, unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So this is transformation. Changes, you gotta go do it. You gotta spend your own energy. You gotta make it happen. You gotta change yourself. And guess what? It's a vicious circle that you're never ever gonna ever achieve. But when you look at Jesus, when you look at Jesus and you behold, remember that vision, that hope of glory that's inside you that you're going to move towards? When you look at him and you look at that vision inside of who you are in Christ and you move towards it every day, when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel 100%, you say, I am as Christ is. I don't live by my feelings. I don't live by my bank account. I don't, be, I don't live by... Whether my wife has got a sourpuss face or not. Are you with me? She might have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Are you with me? Not my wife, but I'm saying your wife. But anyway. <laughs> Are you with me? Guys, we move towards the image of glory within us. So that we can go from glory to glory to glory. That doesn't mean there's not going to be hard days and hard times and challenges. But it means this. You're still going to go from glory to glory. You're not going to go from glory to, oh, I don't deserve anything. I don't have enough money. Look at me. I'm losing my hair. Look at me. I am losing my hair. But are you with me? Are you with me? We're going from glory to Glory, because we are following the image, the hope, the mystery, the riches already inside us. Come on, let's go and live that life. From glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen? Come on, give him the last big shout of praise.
So those folks online, we just want to let you know that don't run out there this, this year and attempt to try and change anything. Get into the cocoon. The cocoon is the word of God. The church, get into a church that preaches this message, the message of the finished work of Jesus. If you ever get told that you're not enough or that you have to do something to become more, run out of that place. Get out of that church. I am a pastor in South Africa. If you are in England, Europe, anywhere, I give you permission, run. Run as fast as you can because they are going to put you under religion. And you were never created for religion. You were always created for relationship. So let me tell you now, we at this church, we are enjoying God. We are living our lives to the fullest. We are loving every moment because somebody paid for us to have it. Amen? So we love you guys and we thank you for joining us. Have an awesome week and we'll see you next Sunday.